0: Chapter Fourteen of Personal Narrative of Pilgrimage to El Medina and Mecca. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter Fourteen of Personal Narrative of Pilgrimage to El Medina and Mecca by Richard Francis Burton. From Bir Abbas to El Medina. The twenty-second of July was a grand trial of temper to our little party. The position of Bir Abbas exactly resembles that of El Jeram except that the bulge of the hill girt Fumara is at this place about two miles wide there are the usual stone forts and palm-leaved hovels for the troopers stationed here to hold the place and to escort travellers with a coffee-shed and a hut or two called a bazaar but no village our encamping ground was a bed of loose sand with which the violent moon filled the air not a tree or a bush was in sight, a species of hardy locust and swarms of flies were the only remnants of animal life. The scene was a caricature of Sindh. Although we were now some hundred feet, to judge by the watershed above the level of the sea, the midday sun scorched even through the tent. Our frail tenement was more than once blown down, and the heat of the sand made the work of repitching it painful again my companions after breakfasting hurried to the coffee-house and returned one after the other with dispiriting reports then they either quarrelled desperately about nothing or they threw themselves on their rugs pretending to sleep in very sulkiness the lady maryam soundly rated her surly son for refusing to fill her chibuk for the twelfth time that morning with the usual religious phrases allah direct thee into the right way o my son meaning that he was going to the bad and o my calamity thy mother is a lone woman o allah equivalent to the european parental plaint about the gray hairs being brought down in sorrow to the grave before noon a small caravan which followed us came in with two dead bodies a trooper shot by the bedouin and an albanian killed by sunstroke or the fiery wind footnote the natives of al hijaz assured me that in their allah favoured land the samum never kills a man i doubt the fact this not body was swollen and decomposing rapidly the true diagnostic of death by the poison wind see ibn batuta's voyage kabul however as troopers drink hard the arabs may still be right the samum doing half the work arak the rest I travelled during the months of July, August, and September, yet never found myself inconvenienced by the poison wind sufficiently to make me tie my Kofi Bedouin fashion across my mouth. At the same time, I can believe that, to an invalid, it would be trying, and that a man almost worn out by hunger and fatigue would receive from it a coup de grace. Nibour attributes the extraordinary mortality of his companions, amongst other causes, to want of stimulants though these might doubtless be useful in cold weather or in the mountains of Yemen, for men habituated to them from early youth yet nothing i believe would be more fatal than a strong drink when travelling through the desert in the summer heat the common beverage should be water or lemonade the strongest stimulants coffee or tea it is what the natives of this country do and doubtless it is wise to take their example the duke of wellington's dictum about the healthiness of india to an abstemious man does not require to be quoted were it more generally followed we should have less of sunstroke and sudden death in our indian armies when soldiers fed with beef and brandy are called out to face the violent heat at the same time, it must be remembered that the foul stagnant water, abounding in organic matter, is the cause of half the diarrhoea and dysentery which prove so fatal to travellers in these regions. To water-drinkers, therefore, a pocket-filter is indispensable. Of footnote. Shortly after midday, a caravan travelling in an opposite direction passed by us. It was composed chiefly of Indian pilgrims, habited in correct costume, and hurrying towards Mecca in hot haste they had been allowed to pass unmolested because probably a pound sterling could not have been collected from a hundred pockets and said the robber sometimes does a cheap good deed but our party having valuables with them did not seem to gather heart from this event in the evening we all went out to see some arab sheiks who were travelling to beir in order to receive their salaries without such douceurs it is popularly said and believed no stone walls could enable a turk to hold al hijaz against the hill men such was our system in afghanistan most unwise teaching in lemin the subject to despise rulers subject to blackmail besides which these highly paid shares do no good when a fight takes place or road is shut they profess inability to restrain their clansmen and the richer they are of course the more formidable they become The party looked well. They were Harb, dignified old men in the picturesque Arab costume, with erect forms, fierce thin features, and white beards, well-armed and mounted upon high-bred and handsomely-equipped dromedaries from ash Footnote: ash or the East, is the popular name in Al-Hijaz for the Eastern region as far as Baghdad and Basra, especially Najd. The latter province supplies the holy land with its choicest horses and camels. The great heats of the parts near the Red Sea appear prejudicial to animal generation, whereas the lofty tablelands and the broad pastures of Nejd, combined with the attention paid by the people to purity and blood, have rendered it the greatest breeding country in Arabia. End of preceded by their half-naked clansmen carrying spears twelve or thirteen feet long garnished with single or double tufts of black ostrich feathers and ponderous matchlocks which were discharged on approaching the fort they were not without a kind of barbaric pomp immediately after the reception of these sheikhs there was a parade of not irregular horse about five hundred of them rode out to the sound of the nakus or the little kettle-drum whose puny notes strikingly contrasted with this really martial sight the men it is true were mounted on lean arab and egyptian nags ragged-looking as their clothes and each trooper was armed in his own way though all had swords pistols and matchlocks or firelocks of some kind but they rode hard as galway bakkeens and there was a gallant reckless look about the fellows which prepossessed me strongly in their favour their animals too though notably screws were well trained and their accoutrements were intended for use not for show i watched their manoeuvres with curiosity they left their cantonments one by one and at the sound of a tom-tom the degrees formed a plump or hearse column it could not be called all huddled together in confusion footnote hearse is the old military name for a column opposed to hay a line so we read that at far faint crecy the french fought in battalier a the english drawn up in hearse this appears to have been the national predilection of that day in later times we and our neighbours changed style the, the french preferring heavy columns the english extending themselves into lines and a footnote: presently the little kettledum changed its note and the parade its aspect all the serried body dispersed as would light infantry now continuing their advance, then hanging back, then making a rush, and all the time keeping up a hot fire upon the enemy. At another signal, they suddenly put their horses to full speed and closing upon the centre again advance in dense mass. After three quarters of an hour parading, sometimes charging singly, often in bodies to the right, to the left, and straight in front, halting when requisite, and occasionally retreating, Parthian-like, there are not stern and mass towards the lines as they neared them all broke off and galloped in ventre à terre discharging their shotted guns with much recklessness against objects assumed to denote the enemy but ball-cartridge seemed to be plentiful hereabouts during the whole of this and the next day i remarked that bullets notched for noise were fired away in mere fun footnote the albanians delighting in the noise of musketry notched the balls in order to make it sing louder when fighting they often adopt the excellent plan excellent when rifles are not procurable of driving a long iron nail through the bullet and fixing its head into the cartridge thus the cartridge is strengthened the bullet is rifled and the wound which it inflicts is death round balls are apt to pass into and out of savages without killing them and many an afghan after being shot or run through the body has mortally wounded his english adversary before falling it is false philanthropy, also, to suppose that in battle, especially when a campaign is commencing, it is sufficient to maim, not to kill the enemy. Nothing encourages men to fight so much as a good chance of escaping with a wound, especially a flesh wound. I venture to hope that the reader will not charge these sentiments with cruelty. He who renders warfare fatal to all engaged in it will be the greatest benefactor the world has yet known. End of it note barbarous these movements may appear to the cavalry martinet of the good old school yet to something of the kind will the tactics of that arm of the service i humbly opine return when the perfect use of the rifle the revolver and the field artillery shall have made the present necessarily slow system fatal also if we adopt the common-sense opinion of a modern writer footnote the late captain nolan and a footnote. And determine that individual prowess skill in single combat, good horsemanship, and sharp swords render cavalry formidable. these semi-barbarians are wiser in their generation than the civilized who never practise arms properly so called, whose riding drill never made a good rider, whose horses are overweighted, and whose swords are worthless. They have yet another point of superiority over us they cultivate the individuality of the soldier whilst we strive to make him a mere automaton in the days of the european chivalry battles were a system of well-fought duels this was succeeded by the age of discipline when to use the language of rebelai, men seem rather to consort of organ pipes or mutual concord of the wheels of a clock than an infantry and cavalry or army of soldiers our aim should now be to combine the merits of both systems to make men individually excellent in the use of weapons and still train them to act naturally and habitually in concert the french have given a model to europe in the Chasseux de Vizienne, a body capable of most perfect combination yet never more truly excellent than when each man is fighting alone we i suppose shall imitate them at some future time Footnote. The first symptom of improvement will be a general training to the bayonet exercise the british is and for years has been the only army in europe that does not learn to use this weapon how long does it intend to be the sole authority on the side of ignorance we laughed at cableret Levis, who in the french war threw away their muskets and drew their stilettos and we cannot understand why the indian would always prefer a sabre to a rifle yet we read without disgust of our men being compelled by want of proper training to club their muskets in hand-to-hand fights when they have in the bayonet the most formidable of offensive weapons and of kaffirs and other savages resting the peace after drawing off its fire from its unhappy possessor's grasp And footnote, a distant dropping of firearms ushered in the evening of our first melancholy day at bir abbas this said my companions was a sign that the troops and the hillmen were fighting they communicated the intelligence as if it ought to be an effectual check upon my impatience to proceed it acted however in the contrary way i supposed that the bedouin after battling out the night would be less warlike the next day the others however by no means agreed in opinion with me at yambur the whole party had boasted loudly that the people of al-medina could keep their Bedouin in order and had twitted the boy mohammed with their superiority in this respect to his townsmen the meccans but now that trial was impeding i saw none of that fearlessness so conspicuous when peril was only possible the change was charitably to be explained by the presence of their valuables the shaharas like conscience making cowards of them all but the young meccan who having sent on his box by sea from yember to Jeddah, felt merry like the empty traveller who would not lose the opportunity to pay off old scores he taunted the medinets till they stamped and raved with fury at last fearing some violence and feeling answerable for the boy's safety to his family i seized him by the nape of his neck and the upper posterior portion of his nether garments and drove him before me into the tent when the hubbub had subsided and all sat after supper smoking the pipe of peace in the cool night air i rejoined my companions and found them talking as usual about old sheikh the scene was appropriate for the subject in the distance rose the blue peak said to be his eyrie and the place pointed out with fearful meaning as it is inaccessible to strangers reports have converted it into another garden of iram a glance, however, at its position and formation satisfied me that the bubbling springs, the deep forest and the orchards of apple trees, quinces and pomegranates with which my companions furnished it were a myth, while some experience of Arab ignorance of the art of defense suggested to me strong doubts about the existence of an impregnable fortress on the hilltop the mountains however looked beautiful in the moonlight and distance gave them a semblance of mystery well suited to the themes which they inspired that night i slept within my Shukduf, for it would have been mere madness to sleep in the open plain in a place so infested by banditti the being armed is but a poor precaution near this robber's den if you wound a man in the very act of plundering an exorbitant sum must be paid for blood-money if you kill him, even to save your life, then he do to any chance of escaping destruction. Roused three or four times during the night by jackals and dogs prowling about our little camp, I observed that my companions, who had agreed amongst themselves to keep watch by turns, had all fallen into sound sleep. However, when we awoke in the morning, the usual inspection of goods and chattels showed that nothing was gone. The next day, July twenty-third, was a forced halt a sore stimulant to the traveller's ill-humour and the sun the sand the dust the furious samum and the want of certain small supplies aggravated our grievance my sore foot had been inflamed by a dressing of onion which the lady mariam had insisted upon applying to it footnote i began to treat it hydropathically with a cooling bandage but my companions declared that the water was poisoning the wound and truly it seemed to get worse every day this idea is prevalent throughout al hijaz even the bedouin after once washing a cut or a sore never allow air or water to touch it and a footnote still being resolved to push forward by any conveyance that could be procured i offered ten dollars for a fresh dromedary to take me on to al medina sheikh Hamid also declared he would have his box in charge of a friend and accompany me Sa'id the demon flew into a passion at the idea of any member of the party escaping the general evil and he privily threatened mohammed to cut off the legs of any camel that ventured into camp this the boy who like a boy of the world as he was never lost an opportunity of making mischief instantly communicated to me and it brought on a furious dispute said was reproved and apologized for by the rest of the party and presently he himself was pacified principally i believe by the intelligence that no camel was to be hired at bir abbas one of the arnott garrison who had obtained leave to go to el medina came to talk to us if we could mount him as otherwise he should be obliged to walk the whole way with him we debated the propriety of attempting a passage through the hills by one of the many by paths that traverse them the project was amply discussed and duly rejected we passed the day in the usual manner all crowded together for shelter under the tent even mariam joined us loudly informing eileen her son that his mother was no longer a woman but a man whilst our party generally cowering away from the fierce glances of the sun were either eating or occasionally smoking or were occupied in cooling and drinking water about sunset time came a report that we were to start that night none could believe that such good was in store for us before sleeping however we placed each camel's pack apart so as to be ready for loading at a moment's notice and we took care to watch that our bedouin did not drive their animals away to any distance at last about eleven p m as the moon was beginning to peep over the eastern wall of rock we heard the glad sound of the little kettle drum calling the Albanian troops to mount and march. In the shortest possible time all made ready, and hurriedly crossing the sandy flat we found ourselves in company with three or four caravans forming one large body for better defence against the dreaded Hawamed. Footnote: Hawamed is the plural of Hamida, Sa'd's tribe, and of footnote. By dint of much manoeuvring, arms in hand, Sheikh Hamid and the demon took the prominent parts. We, though the last comers, managed to secure places about the middle of the line. On such occasions all push forward recklessly, as an English mob in the strife of sightseeing. The rear, being left unguarded, is a place of danger, and none seeks the honor of occupying it. We travelled that night up the Fumara in an easterly direction, And at early dawn, July twenty-fourth, found ourselves in an ill-famed gorge called Shaab al hajj or the Pilgrim's Pass. Footnote: Shaab properly means a path through mountains or a water course between hills. It is generally used in Arabia for a valley. And sometimes, instead of Nakab or the Turkish Boraz, they use Pass. And a footnote: The loudest talkers became silent as we neared it, and their countenance showed apprehension written in legible characters. Presently from the high precipitous cliff on our left, thin blue curls of smoke, somehow or other they caught every eye, rose in the air, and instantly afterwards rang the sharp cracks of the hillmen's matchlocks, echoed by the rocks on the right. My Shukdav had been broken by the camel's falling during the night, so I called out to Monsieur that we had better splice the framework with a bit of rope. He looked up, saw me laughing, and with an ejaculation of disgust disappeared. A number of Bedouin were to be seen swarming like hornets over the crest of the hills, boys as well as men carrying huge weapons and climbing with the agility of cats. They took comfortable places on the cutthroat eminence, and began firing upon us with perfect convenience to themselves. The height of the hills and the glare of the rising sun prevented me seeing objects very distinctly, but my companions pointed out to me places where the rocks had been scraped, and where a kind of rough stone breastwork the sangha of afghanistan had been piled up as a defence and a rest for the long barrel of the matchlock it was useless to challenge the bedouin to come down and fight us like men upon the plain they will do this on the eastern coast of arabia but rarely ever in al hijaz and it was equally unprofitable for our escort to fire upon a foe ensconced behind stones besides which had the robber been killed the whole country would have risen to a man with a force of three thousand or four thousand they might have gained courage to overpower the caravan and in such a case not a soul would have escaped as it was the bedouin directed their fire principally against the albanians some of these called for assistance to the party of sheikhs that accompanied us from bir abbas but the dignified old men dismounting and squatting in council around their pipes came to the conclusion that as the robbers would probably turn a deaf ear to their words they had better spare themselves the trouble of speaking we had therefore nothing to do but to blaze away with as much powder and to veil ourselves in as much smoke as possible the result of the affair was that we lost twelve men beside camels and other beasts of burden Though the bandits showed no symptoms of bravery and confined themselves to slaughtering the enemy from the their hilltop, my companions seemed to consider this questionable affair a most gallant exploit. After another hour's hurried ride through the Wadseyala, appeared shahadah to which we pushed on, like knighted swain on lonely road, when close behind fierce goblins tread shuhada is the place which derives its name the martyrs because here are supposed to be buried forty braves that fell in one of muhammad's many skirmishes some authorities consider it the cemetery of the people of wadi others attribute these graves to the bani salim or salma an extinct race of hijazi bedouin near shuhada is jabal warqan one of the mountains of paradise also called al zabiat or thread of the winding torrent the prophet named it hemt or sultriness when he passed through it on his way to the battle of Badr. He also called the valley such such plural of such such a temperate situation, declared it was a valley of heaven, that seventy prophets had prayed there before himself that moses with seventy thousand israelites had traversed it on his way to mecca and that before the resurrection day isa bin maryam should pass through it with the intention of performing the greater and the lesser pilgrimages such are the past and such the future honors of the place End of the once populous valley is now barren and one might easily pass by the consecrated spot without observing a few ruined walls and a cluster of rude Bedouin graves, each an oval of rough stone lying beneath the thorn-trees on the left of and a little off the road. Another half-hour took us to a favorite halting-place, El Hindi, so called from some forgotten Indian who dug a well there. Footnote the indians sink wells in arabia for the same reason which impels them to dig tanks at home nam kewaste for the purpose of the name thereby denoting together with a laudable desire for a posthumous fame a notable lack of ingenuity in securing it for it generally happens that before the third generation has fallen the well and the tank have either lost their original names or have exchanged them for others nearer and better known and a footnote. but we left it behind wishing to put as much space as we could between our tents and the nest of the Hamida. then quitting the Fiumara, we struck northwards into the well-trodden road running over stony rising ground the heat became sickening here and in the east generally at no time is the sun more dangerous than between eight and nine a m still we hurried on it was not before eleven a m that we reached our destination a rugged plain covered with stones coarse gravel and thorn-trees in abundance and surrounded by inhospitable rocks pinnacle shaped of granite below and in the upper parts of fine limestone the well was at least two miles distant and not a hovel was in sight a few Bedouin children belonging to an outcast tribe fed their starveling goats upon the hills this place is called suwayqa it is i was told that celebrated in the history of the arabs footnote derives its name from the circumstance that in the second or the third year of the hijrah muhammad here attacked abu sufyan who was out on a foray with two hundred men the infidels in their headlong fight lightened their beasts by emptying their bags of This is the old and modern Arabic name for a dish of green grain, toasted, pounded, mixed with sugar or dates, and eaten on journeys when it is found difficult to cook. Such is the present signification of the word. M. C. de Perceval gives it a different and now unknown meaning, and our popular authors erroneously call the affair the war of the meal-sacks. And a footnote. Yet not for this reason did my comrades look lovingly upon its horrors. Their boxes were safe, and with the eye of imagination they could now behold their homes. That night we must have travelled about twenty-two miles. The direction of the road was due east, and the only remarkable feature in the ground was its steady rise we pitched the tent under a villainous mimosa the tree whose shade is compared by a poetic bedouin to the false friend who deserts you in your utmost need i enlivened the hot dull day by a final affair with sad the demon his alacrity at Yambar obtained for him the loan of a couple of dollars he had bought grain at el Hamra, and now we were near el medina still there was not a word about repayment and knowing that an oriental debtor discharges his debt as he pays his rent namely with the greatest unwillingness and that on the other hand an oriental creditor will devote the labour of a year to recovering a sixpence i resolved to act as a native of the country placed in my position would and by dint of sheer dunning and demanding pledges to recover my property about noon said the demon after a furious rush bareheaded through the burning sun flung the two dollars down upon my carpet however he presently recovered temper and as subsequent events showed they had chosen the right part had he not been forced to repay his debt he would have despised me as a freshman and would have coveted more as it was the boy mohammed bore the brunt of unpopular feeling my want of liberality being traced to his secret and perfidious admonitions he supported his burden the more philosophically because as he notably calculated every dollar saved at al-medina would be spent under his stewardship at mecca at four p m july twenty fourth we left Swayqa all of us in the crosses of humours, and travelled in a northeast direction. So out of temper were my companions that, at sunset of the whole party, Umar Effendi was the only one who would eat supper. The rest sat upon the ground, pouting, grumbling, and they had been allowed to exhaust my stock of Latakia smoking Syrian tobacco, as if it were a grievance such a game at naughty children i have seldom seen being played by oriental men the boy mohammed privily remarked to me that the camel-man's beards were now in his fist meaning that we were out of their kinsman the herbs reach as soon as an opportunity to quarrel with them and because one of his questions was not answered in the shortest possible time he proceeded to abuse them in language which sent their hands flying in the direction of their swords despite however this threatening demeanour the youth knowing that he now could safely go to any lengths continued his ill words and mansur's face was so comically furious that i felt too much amused to interfere at last the camel disappeared thereby punishing us most effectually for our sport the road lay up rocky hill and down stony vale a tripping and stumbling dromedary had been substituted for the usual the consequence was that we had either totter or tumble once every mile during the whole of that long night in vain the now fiery mehemet called for the assistance of the camelman with the full force of his lungs where be those owls, those oxens of the oxen, those beggars, those cut off ones, those foreigners, those sons of flight? Footnote: A popular but not a bad pun. HERB, or fight becomes by the alteration of the H, Herb or flight. And a footnote: Withered be their hands, palsied be their fingers. The foul mustachioed fellows, bases of the Arabs that ever hammered ten peg sneaking cats goats of al-ahfash footnote the old arabic proverb is a greater wise acre than the goat of ahfash it is seldom intelligible to the vulgar and a footnote truly i will torture them the torture of the oil footnote that is to say i will burn them metaphorically as the fiery wick consumes the oil a most idiomatic hijazi threat and a footnote the mines of infamy the cold of countenance a cold of countenance is a fool arabs use the word cold in a peculiar way may allah refrigerate thy countenance i e may it show misery and want by allah cold speech that is to say a silly or an abuse of tirid. and a footnote the bedouin brotherhood of the camel-man looked at him wickedly muttering the while by allah and by allah and by allah oh boy we will frog thee like a hound when we catch thee in the desert all our party called upon him to desist but his temper had got completely the upper hand over his discretion and as he expressed himself in such classic and idiomatic hijazi that i had not the heart to stop him some days after our arrival at al-medina sheikh Hamid warned him seriously never again to go such perilous lengths as the Beni herbu were celebrated for shooting or poniarding the man who ventured to use to them even the mild epithet o jackass and in the quiet of the city the boy mohammed like a sobered man shuddering at dangers braved when drunk hearkened with discomposure and penitence to his friend's words the only immediate consequence of his abuse was that my broken shook became a mere ruin and we passed the dark hours perched like two birds upon the only entire bits of framework the cots contained the sun had nearly risen july twenty fifth before i shook off the lethargic effects of such a night all around me were hurrying their camels regardless of rough ground and not a soul spoke to his neighbor are there robbers in sight was the natural question no replied mohammed they are walking with their eyes they will presently see their homes footnote that is to say they would use if necessary the dearest and noblest parts of their bodies i e their eyes to the duty of the basest i e their feet and a footnote rapidly we passed the wadi Footnote. Writers mention two aqiqs The superior comprises the whole site of Al-Medina, extending from the western ridge mentioned below to the cemetery of Al-Baqir. The inferior is the Fumara here alluded to. It is on the Meccan Road, about four miles southwest of Al-Medina, and its waters fall into the Hamra Turrent. It is called the Blessed Valley because the Prophet was ordered by an angel to pray in it. And a footnote of which o my friend this is haqq then stand by it endeavouring to be distracted by love if not really a lover footnote the exotic meaning of this couplet is man this is a lovely portion of god's creation then stand by it and here learn to love the perfections of the supreme friend and a footnote and a thousand other such pretty things have been said by the arab poets it was as dry as summer's dust, and its beautiful trees appeared in the shape of vegetable mummies. Half an hour after leaving the blessed valley, we came to a huge flight of steps, roughly cut in a long, broad line of black scoriaceous basalt. This is termed the muderrej, or flight of steps, over the western ridge of the so-called Haratayn. Footnote. Al-Haratayn, for al the oblique case of the dual and plural noun being universally used for the nominative in colloquial Arabic. The other one of the two ridges will be described in a future part of this book. And a footnote. It is holy ground, for the Apostle spoke well of it. Arrived at the top, we passed through a lane of dark lava, with steep banks on both sides, and after a few minutes a full view of the city suddenly opened upon us. Footnote. The city is first seen from the top of the valley, called Naqb, or Sha'b Ali, close to the Wadi Al-Aqiq, a long narrow pass about five miles from Al-Medina. Here, according to some, was the Mosque of al where the Prophet put on Pilgrim's garb when travelling to Mecca. It is also called the Mosque of the Tree, because near it grew a fruit tree, under which the Prophet twice sat. Ibn Jubayr considers that the Haram or the sacred precincts of Al Medina is the space enclosed by three points: the Khalifa, Mount ahud and the Mosque of Quba. To the present day, pilgrims draw their worldly garments at the Khalifa. And a We halted our beasts, as if by word of command all of us descended in invitation of the pious of old and sat down jaded and hungry as we were to feast our eyes with a view of the holy city o oh allah this is the harem, of the sanctuary of thy apostle make it to us a protection from hell-fire and a refuge from eternal punishment o oh, open the gates of thy mercy and let us pass through them to the land of joy and o oh allah bless the last of prophets the seal of prophecy with blessings in number as the stars of heaven and the waves of the sea and the sands of the waste bless him o lord of mighty and majesty as long as the cornfield and the date-grove continue to feed mankind Footnote. that is to say throughout all ages and nations the arabs divide the world into two great bodies themselves first and secondly Ajami, i. e. all that are not Arabs. Similar by partitions are the Hindus and Malaycans, the Jews and the Gentiles, the Greeks and the Barbarians, etc, etc. And a footnote. And again, live forever, O most excellent of prophets, live in the shadow of happiness during the hours of night and the times of day, whilst the bird of tamarisks or the dove moaneth like the childless mother whilst the west wind bloweth gently over the hills of najd and the lightning flasheth bright in the firmament of al Hijaz. such were the poetical exclamations that rose all around me showing how deeply tinged with imagination becomes the language of the arab under the influence of strong passion or religious enthusiasm i now understood the full value of the phrase in the muslim ritual and when his the pilgrim's eyes fall upon the trees of al medina let him raise his voice and bless the apostle with the choices of blessings in all the fair view before us nothing was more striking after the desolation through which we had passed than the gardens and the orchards about the town it was impossible not to enter into the spirit of my companions and truly i believe that for some minutes, my enthusiasm rose as high as theirs, but presently, when we remounted, the traveller returned strong upon me. Footnote: Religious men, especially those belonging to the school of Al Malik, enter to El Medina after the example of Ali on foot, reverently as the pilgrims approach Mecca. And a footnote: I made a rough sketch of the town, put questions about the principal buildings, and, in fact, collected materials for the next chapter the distance traversed that night was about twenty-two miles in direction varying from easterly to north easterly. we reached el medina on the twenty-fifth of july thus taking nearly eight days to travel over a little more than a hundred and thirty miles this journey is performed with camels in four days and a good rumodry will do it without difficulty in half that time footnote barbosa makes three days journey from yember to el medina eight and ovington six the usual time is from four to five days a fertile source of error to home geographers computing distance in Arabia is there neglecting the difference between the slow camel travelling and the fast camaraderie riding the following is a synopsis of our stations one from yumber eleventh of july to msahal north is sixteen miles Two. From Sahel, nineteenth of July, to Bir Said, south thirty four miles and east, sixty four miles. Three. From Bir Said, twentieth of July, to Al hamra northeast, fourteen miles. Four. From Al hamra twenty first of July, to Bir Abbas, east, twenty four miles. Five. From Bir Abbas, twenty third of July, to Sueyqa, east, twenty two miles. Six from Sueca, twenty-fourth of july to el medina north twenty-two miles and east sixty-eight miles total english miles a hundred and thirty-two and a footnote end of chapter fourteen